0: Hunter Biden gets a slap on the wrist for tax evasion and a gun felony while debate rages over whether the DOJ has already ended its other investigations into his nefarious activities. The trial judge sets a date in Donald Trump's own criminal case and the origins of COVID finally begin to emerge in earnest. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Visit GoodRanchers.com. Use my code Ben. Get 30 bucks off your order. That's GoodRanchers.com. Promo code Ben today. Well, the most important thing is that Joe Biden is very relieved. He's in a very, very good mood this morning. According to the media, Joe Biden has been just really upset about the fate of his son, Hunter. It's been a very upsetting time for Joe. I mean, never mind the fact that he was probably clearing checks from Hunter, that there are actual emails on Hunter's computer. Remember that laptop that was supposed to be Russian disinformation? There are actual emails on there in which... Their text messages, Hunter talking with people about how he was paying his dad's bills and all of this. But the really important thing is that now Joe Biden can sleep better in the late afternoon. I would say at night, but he's really old. So like in the late afternoon, he can sleep really, really well for that afternoon nap, which goes directly into his nighttime sleep, which goes directly into his morning siesta. Well, according to Politico, Hunter Biden has now reached a plea deal with the feds to resolve his tax issues and gun charges. Biden has reached that deal to resolve a five-year federal investigation into his failure to pay about a million bucks in federal taxes and his purchase of a handgun in 2018. That purchase of a handgun in 2018, of course, was done because he filed a form that was false. That form suggested that he was not a drug addict. Meanwhile, he was snorting Parmesan cheese off carpets. He was so into crack cocaine. Under an agreement detailed Tuesday in a filing in federal court in Delaware, Joe Biden's son will plead guilty to a pair of misdemeanor tax charges. Prosecutors have also charged him with possessing a firearm while being a user of illegal drugs, a felony, but have agreed to dismiss that charge if instead he completes a two-year period of probation. That is a slap on the wrist, and everybody knows that that is a slap on the wrist. The Wall Street Journal has a long piece about how exactly This plea deal ended up coming about. According to the Wall Street Journal, if approved by a judge, the plea agreement between the Justice Department and Hunter Biden will end a long running criminal probe into President Biden's only surviving son. One of the big questions here is going to be whether the other investigations into Hunter Biden will continue. One of the questions is why it took so long for this whole thing to happen. According to the journal, the meandering inquiry took over five years over two administrations and came with many challenges, including disagreements among investigators over how to proceed. By mid-2022, investigators believed there was already enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden. Prosecutors held off on a decision for months while they reviewed the defense evidence. Among other issues, prosecutors struggled with certain facts, including whether their target's drug addiction would present a defense against a potential criminal tax case. Now, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. There's also the significant possibility that investigators did not actually want to charge Hunter Biden, you know, right before the midterm elections. And so they wait until right after the midterm elections. In a dead year, 2023 is, of course, a year with no serious elections. In a charged meeting in October, federal prosecutors were informed of investigators' longstanding concerns about what they described as irregularities in the handling of the DOJ's investigation, according to a lawyer for an IRS supervisor who in April expressed concern to lawmakers about political interference in the probe. The agent said that after airing his concerns, he and his investigative team were no longer invited to any further prosecutorial team calls and meetings on the case, effectively excluding them from the case there have been longstanding accusations That basically, Hunter Biden was being given special treatment by the prosecutors, that at every turn, the prosecutors were going out of their way in order to give him the strongest possible defense. But as I say, the real story here is that Joe Biden and the White House are very relieved. That is according to Politico, quote, inside the White House and Biden's own relief over the Hunter plea deal. Members of Biden's inner circle took great comfort in knowing that with a guilty plea, Hunter likely would not serve prison time. According to Politico, the president himself privately told Confidence he was proud of his son for taking responsibility for his actions. Oh, is that what happened here is that Hunter Biden took responsibility for his actions? Dude won't even take responsibility for, you know, his own child. Apparently, he came to a settlement yesterday in which he lowered the amount of child support he's providing to that child. This is from the stripper baby mama. From $20,000 a month down to $5,000 a month. But I love that that Joe Biden is like, well, now Hunter's a responsible citizen as he makes his paintings and sells them in what very much appears to be a money laundering scam to people for like $75,000 a print and $500,000 for a painting. Several people close to the elder Biden portrayed him as having been deeply anxious for months about his son's legal fortunes and frustrated at the slow pace of the investigation. Biden had repeatedly barked to confidants that he could not understand why his son was being made to twist in the wind for five years, concerned the legal limbo could create a stress that would trigger his son's demons, according to people in the inner circle who spoke about private matters on condition of anonymity. Though Biden had earlier insisted his son had done nothing wrong. Members of Biden's inner circle took great comfort in knowing that with a guilty plea, Hunter likely would not serve prison time. And again, the way this is being played by the media this morning is Joe Biden. Wow. I mean, what a great dad. Seriously, what great dadding Joe Biden. Not what exactly is Hunter's financial relationship with Joe? Now, where exactly is Joe's stream of income coming from? In fact, why is the entire Biden family making bank off of Joe's name? Why was Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma knowing nothing about Ukraine or natural gas or, you know, being a non-drug abuser? What what, what exactly, where is all this money coming from and how is it flowing? Why are there so many shell companies? No, the real story is that Joe Biden feels better. And if the old man feels better, well, I guess that that's, that's all we could all really ask here. I mean, he, he sure he got a sweetheart deal, but, Shouldn't he get a sweetheart deal so the old man feels a little bit better about things? Remember, after all, Joe Biden, the world's greatest dad, he has uh, spent years saying that Hunter did nothing wrong. In fact, here is Joe Biden doing that repeatedly.
1: The prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son Hunter uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, Personally and politically, um, how do you react to that?
2: Well, first of all, I'm, I'm proud of my son.
1: Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency?
2: First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him, I have faith in him, and it impacts my presidency by making me feel
3: proud of him. If it's not okay for a president's family to be involved in foreign businesses, why was it okay for your son when you were vice president? Vice President Biden?
2: Look, uh, my son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board and that was it. And there's nobody- Well, no you had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to
0: get to the bottom of?
2: No, because I trust my son.
0: Oh, oh, well, you know who, you know who actually thinks that, that Hunter Biden did something wrong? It's Hunter Biden, who pled guilty to all of these crimes. We'll get to more on this in just a second, because again, Joe Biden's view of the law is that his son should get off scot-free and he should be made to feel better personally by the DOJ. And, uh, And you, if you commit the same crimes, you should probably go to jail for like a super long time. Well, here is the thing. As our nation's birthday approaches, July 4th is coming. And there is a way that you can feel better, and that is the greatest meat on planet Earth. I'm talking about our friends at Good Ranchers. They have the best quality meat you've ever tasted, and they only sell meat that was raised right here in the United States. Producer Savvy, whose birthday it is today, happy birthday to Savvy, she watched her husband cook sirloin steak, he pan seared it, medium rare. She said that it was delicious because Good Ranchers only makes good meat. From now until Independence Day, Good Ranchers will be offering the best deals to give you freedom from the meat aisle, from ribeyes, New York strips, all-natural burgers, to the most delicious chicken you could ever want, Good Ranchers has something for everyone, including Savvy. Plus, right now you'll get thirty bucks off with our code Ben at goodranchers.com. If you're looking for a way to wow the family during your Fourth of July gathering, check out their website recipe of Texas style chopped patty melt. So, what exactly are you waiting for? Let the mouth watering aroma of American made meat fill the air, bringing joy, unity, and delectable flavors to your celebration. Head to goodranchers.com. Use our code Ben for thirty bucks off any box. That's promo code Ben at goodranchers.com. Goodranchers.com is American meat delivered, the best meat on planet. They made me a kosher steak one time, it was amazing. Go check them out right now. Goodranchers.com use code Ben for 30 bucks off any box. We'll get some more on that in just one moment. First, free. You know that that word? It should mean free. Which is why when you switch to Pure Talk today, you will get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that is built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks monthly for unlimited talk, text 15 gigs of data plus mobile hotspot. PureTalk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. PureTalk saves the average family almost $1,000 a year. Plus, with Pure Talk, you know you're spending your hard-earned money with a company that aligns with your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Head on over to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Switch to my cell phone company. They have excellent coverage. That coverage has been getting me through the day for the last couple of years. They're awesome. They don't hate you. So what do you have to lose? Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and switch over today. Okay, so here is the thing. If you were Joe, if you were were charged with the same crimes that Joe Biden's son was charged with, Joe Biden would throw the book at you. In fact, here is Joe Biden not all that long ago, as in like last year, talking about how it was a priority for his administration to enforce the gun laws, to ensure that background checks were performed on every gun purchase. And if you lied on your forms, you should go to jail.
2: None of this absolves Congress the responsibility from, from the responsibility of acting to pass universal background checks. Eliminate gun manufacturers immunity from liability. And I'm determined, once again, to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines.
3: Remember you,
0: the law-abiding citizen owning a gun like an AR-15, you really should be criminalized because you never know, that gun might jump out and bite somebody. Hunter Biden purchasing a gun, using a form where he said he was not a drug addict while being addicted to crack cocaine. And then his girlfriend, who used to be the wife of his brother, Bo's wife, his girlfriend at the time literally took that gun, dumped it in a trash can across from a high school and the gun went missing. That's okay. That's something where, theoretically, Hunter could get a gun in a couple of years, right? He's pleading out on the gun felony. So it's not going to be a felony. It's going he's going to be put into some sort of diversion program for drug abusers. But again, if it were you, then Joe Biden would throw the book at you. Also, Go recall that Joe Biden is big on the taxes, right? You got to pay your fair share. You don't want those rich people cheating on their taxes by paying capital gains tax in accordance with the law. That would be really bad. Hunter Biden, that dude can skip out on his taxes to the tune of like $1.2 million, and then he can have all of his friends pay the back taxes. And you know what? Totally fine with Joe Biden.
2: Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share.
0: No! Pay, pay your fair share, Hunter. But apparently, when it's Hunter, Joe Biden is very relieved because Hunter is fine now. Everything is all better. The boo boo has been made to go away because daddy kissed the boo boo right on the DOJ. What exactly could have happened to Hunter here, by the way? A myriad of crimes that were not charged in the first place. And I'm not even talking about the foreign corruption. Okay, so, according to jo- Josh Christensen, writing for the New York Post, the president's 53-year-old son pled guilty to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay federal income taxes on at least 3 million bucks he earned from overseas business dealings, but court filings revealing the deal made no mention of more serious charges that Hunter's laptop indicates he exposed himself to. Number 1, Hunter was almost certainly a violator of the Foreign Agents Registration Act that's FARA. So for a long time they didn't charge FARA violations. FARA was basically he got paid by a foreign regime in order to press their case in the United States. And for a long time, nobody cared about it. And then, really, when Donald Trump came to the fore, you started to see people getting prosecuted under this sort of thing, most prominently, Paul Manafort, who was Donald Trump's campaign manager in 2016. Hunter was basically acting, I mean, he was literally on the board of a Ukrainian company that was lobbying inside the United States for special privileges from the vice president of the United States. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley he said that the evidence of Hunter violating a FARA was unassailable and undeniable because, again, he should have registered as a foreign agent. The then second son visited his dad at least 30 times at the Obama White House and at Joe Biden's Delaware home, often within days of meetings with foreign nationals, according to schedules found on his abandoned laptop. Also, there are people from these companies who are like, can he broker a meeting with his daddy for us? They literally talk in emails that were found on Hunter's laptop all about why he was appointed in the first place. And one of the reasons that he was appointed is, again, because of his access to people in positions of high power. Emails from his laptop show that Hunter may have passed along funding requests to then-Vice President Biden from the Crown Prince of Yugoslavia and the Crown Prince of Serbia as well. Nothing there. No charges on money laundering thus far. The committee has combed through bank records and found evidence that at least nine Biden family members received payouts from million-dollar deals that Hunter inked in China and Romania. How about solicitation of prostitution and sex trafficking? That one is an obvious one. He's banging every prostitute on every continent. He's going to continents where there are no human beings and shipping prostitutes in to bang them. He was like going to Antarctica and banging penguins, this guy. Sex trafficking the animal. I mean, like Hunter Biden's laptop was just filled of perverse images of him doing bad things to people who were clearly involved in the sex industry and nothing and nothing. I mean, he was clearly cavorting with East European prostitutes. That, That apparently did not matter either. But you know what? It's all been cleared up. All is all well. And according to Hunter Biden's attorney, this is not a sweetheart deal. This is what anybody would have gotten if their last name was Biden and they were the son of the president.
1: McCarthy was saying that if you look at other cases where the violations are similar, there's jail time. There's much more. Um, there's mu- there, there are more consequences, stricter consequences than what Hunter Biden is facing. Is this a sweetheart deal? You know, I, I've heard Speaker McCarthy say a lot of stuff I don't agree with. There was no basis for what he said. And he's not right.
0: Um, well, I mean, he is right is the problem. And everybody knows that he's right. Hunter Biden's attorney, Chris Clark, he also says. And this is the part where it starts to get really amazing. He says that he thinks that what is fair is that Hunter does not go to jail and that he should be able to get on with his life selling his magical paintings, selling his magical finger paintings.
1: The prosecutors are not asking for jail time. Are you concerned that the judge here might freelance? Um, I think, you know, look, there, there are documents that haven't been publicly released yet. I think people have reported what the product prosecutors are asking for. I think you have to wait till... The court proceeding happens to know, but you know, I think the judge is gonna do what's fair. And I think what's fair is, you know, my client gets on with his life.
0: Oh, that that is the most fair thing because Hunter has so much productive work to do and so much more crack to smoke. I mean, like it's it's a long life, man. And there's a lot of crack in the world for people who have bags of cash from Ukrainian oligarchs. Also, and here again, this is the most amazing part. Hunter Biden's attorney got into a spat yesterday with the US attorney. Why? Because he said that he thinks that this is basically the end of the case. And this is really where the dirt lies. Hey, if this settlement here, if this plea deal was meant to make all Hunter Biden issues go away before 2024, it's the dirtiest thing. Right? If all of the questions about Hunter Biden's foreign fundraising and where that money was going, if all of that was meant to just disappear, because we were all supposed to look at a plea bargain in which nothing happens to Hunter, he, he really pays no fine of any serious measure, he has friends paying it, he doesn't go to jail gets to go to some sort of outpatient program for drug addicts. If all of that is meant to paper over all of the other potential corruption and the investigations really are over here, it's one of the I mean, it's an amazing whitewash. Here's Chris Clark basically claiming that. Is this the end of it?
1: My understanding is that we're done. The statement from the prosecutor's office, from Weiss's office, said the investigation is ongoing. This is the statement announcing that criminal charges have been filed. It's obviously not the statement about the plea agreement. Are, are, are you led to believe that that investigation is ongoing, will be dropped once this plea deal is made official? I'm not led to believe anything. That's Mr. Weiss's statement. I think there's going to be a court proceeding. I think there are going to be agreements that are going to come out about the court proceeding. And I think will everyone will see what happens once that occurs. Would you make a deal, though, if you thought there were more charges coming? Would I make a deal? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't.
0: Okay, so there he is saying, I wouldn't have made a deal if I thought that there were more charges on the way. So he's basically saying this was a deal from the DOJ to make the whole thing go to bed, which is really, really scummy and dirty. Now, the U.S. attorney has said that there is still active investigation, but we'll see if anything comes of that. I'll get to that momentarily. First, it takes a special kind of company to want to partner with the show because let's be real about this. There are a lot of corporations that are very, very afraid of their DEI ESG woke scold investors at BlackRock and Vanguard. That is not the case with our friends over at Pure Talk. Peer talk makes it possible for people like me to get up and tell you things that are true each and every day. PureTalk shares my values as well as the values of other hosts here at The Daily Wire. That's why we made them the official partner of The Daily Wire, but that's not the only reason we checked the coverage. It is premium. Pure Talk is the most dependable 5G network in the United States. I use it myself. Mix and match your plans to fit every person in your family. Choose from talk, text and 5G data for just 20 bucks a month, all the way up to unlimited data with mobile hotspot for 55 bucks a month. Remember, You vote with how you spend your money. So stop supporting wireless companies that, you know, take all of your money and then spend it on a bunch of crap that opposes your actual politics and values. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Save an additional 50% off your very first month of coverage. That is puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Pure Talk is wireless for Americans by Americans. Go check them out right now. puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Save an additional 50% off your very first month of coverage. Okay, So the U.S. attorney is now trying to rebut what Hunter Biden's attorney is saying. A press release from from David Weiss's team, that's the U.S. attorney in this case, said the investigation is ongoing. Now, again, Chris Clark, Biden's attorney, said that he thought that basically the five-year investigation into Hunter is now resolved. It'll be fascinating to see whether the U.S. attorney is basically fibbing here and it is resolved and he just doesn't want it to look that way. And he's already told Chris Clark, Hunter's attorney, that the rest of it's just going to go away or not. What's amazing also is the media reaction. Here's the headline from the New York Times, quote, for Biden, the troubles of his son are personal and politically painful. Aw. Aw. I mean, that's so, that's so sad. Aw. I'm not aware of any other politician who gets this sort of treatment. Seriously, I don't know any other politician who gets this sort of treatment. I'm old enough to remember when George W. Bush was president, and there were pictures of, like, his daughters drinking in college. And people were like, oh, my God, what a terrible dad. His kids are drinking in college. That is just the worst. Hunter Biden is snorting crack cocaine off the ass cracks of hookers. And everybody's like, wow, man, I feel bad for Joe. Isn't that just sad? What's happening here with Joe? Oh, my God. It's just I mean, and, and sure, he sure he has a really nice house and he can afford a lot of things on a senator's salary. And Hunter has many, many times implied, if not overtly stated, that he was funneling money to dad. But, you know, really, the story here is about the feelings of the old man. Quote, after more than a half century in politics, no subject may be more personally painful nor politically problematic for President Biden than his troubled son. Hunter. He's troubled, so troubled. He is, by various accounts, a gaping wound in his heart and the most sensitive spot in his campaign armor. Oh, oh, oh. On the one hand, Hunter Biden's agreement on Tuesday to plead guilty capped a five-year investigation without prison time. But on the other hand, it put Hunter once again in the crosshairs of Biden's adversaries who instantly complained the wayward son got off too easy. Oh, the pouncing, the pouncing that happens when the president's son, who may or may not be funneling him cash, is uh, pleading guilty to a sweetheart deal. Oh, the pouncing, insane levels of pouncing. David Brock, I love this. Who do they go to for a quote? David Brock, the founder of Media Matters and Hillary Apparachic. They go, oh, you know, let's let's get let's get an objective, nonpartisan view. Let's go to David Brock, famed former drug user. Said the outcome of the prosecution refuted the many allegations hurled at the president and his son since the Trump administration. Hunter will not be charged with any of the unfounded and outlandish issues Republicans and right-wing media have used to smear him for years, said Brock. Again, like the the fact that we're supposed to now be be super sympathetic to Joe Biden on the day when this raises like serious questions about his DOJ is pretty amazing. The media are in full spin mode. John Carl over at ABC is like, there's no evidence that there's any corruption inside the Biden family. Really? The whole Biden family? Like at all?
4: But doesn't this show call that Biden is not in the pocket of the DOJ? I mean. Yes, and again, it depends
3: yeah. on. So, so how do you look at it? Do you look at it and you say, "Look, they prosecuted anyway. His son now has a criminal record. Yes, that shows that it would seem to show there was no interference. He didn't pull the plug on the investigation. Uh-huh. He didn't order his attorney general right. to pull the plug on the investigation. But what Republicans will say is that this didn't look at the bigger, more serious allegations about whether or not. I mean, the Republicans have made lots of major allegations against Biden, him, against President Biden. You know, they they call it the Biden. Crime family. They claim they've you know, traded off their name, that they've, uh, they, 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 they've gotten money from foreign entities uh, illegally. None of that's been proven. There's no evidence uh, of that.
0: That they've traded off their name? Hunter Biden literally admitted in an interview that you traded off his name. I mean, the guy has no qualifications whatsoever. You literally could not pass him a background check to be like a janitor at a federal office building. And he was picking up bags of cash. Hey, but the media are in full spin mode on behalf of Hunter and Joe. And just be sympathetic to Joe. Sad old Joe. We'll get to more on this in a moment. First, one of the tough things in life is making sure that you get the nutritional value that you need from your food. Fruits and veggies. Hard to get the number of fruits and veggies into your diet that you're supposed to have. This is why I rely on balance of nature. Fruits and veggies. They're a great way to make sure that you're getting essential nutritional ingredients every single day. Through Balance of Nature's advanced cold vacuum process, the vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients of the fruits and vegetables that they put together are preserved. So you can get that vital nutrition in each capsule. Balance of Nature is a whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar, pure fruits and veggies. Those are the only things they put in their capsules. Balance of Nature has sent a bunch of product down here. I've been using it because it is indeed kosher. It is excellent. It is a great way for me to make up for the fact that uh, I hate vegetables like the plague. For a limited time this summer, when you become a preferred customer over at Balance of Nature, they are throwing in a free fruit and veggies travel set and giving an additional 25 bucks off your first order. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Shapiro for a free travel set and 25 bucks off your first order as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com, promo code Shapiro. Again, balanceofnature.com, promo code Shapiro. Go check them out right now. It's more on this in just one moment. First, you've heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy before. Choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. Now, I actually research the show's sponsors because I want to recommend brands I believe in. I can say with full confidence, ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. For starters, ExpressVPN does not log your online activity. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers, but ExpressVPN doesn't do that. They've even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. ExpressVPN also uses Lightway. That's a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. I've tried a lot of VPNs in the past that can sometimes slow your connection, but... Express VPN is always blazing fast and lets me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. Not to mention, Express VPN, really, really easy to use. You don't need any technical skills to set it up. You just fire up the app, you tap one button, and now you're connected. Even your grandparents could do it. I'm not just the one saying this. It's Business Insider, The Verge, a lot of other tech journals. They rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN on planet Earth. Protect yourself with the VPN I know and trust. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash ben today. Get an extra three months free on that one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash ben, expressvpn.com slash ben to learn more. Okay, meanwhile, Claire McCaskill, former Democratic senator and uh, MSNBC commentator, her real question is how can Republicans even sleep at night being so mean to the Bidens? How can they even sleep at night?
2: And then the background is this cynical bet that nobody, nobody views this as a normal family. Nobody knows that the Bidens have dealt dealt with loss and pain. What what do you make of the fact that, that to David Jolly's point, that they should take this loss and move on, find another
1: political weapon to wield?
4: I don't know what America they live in, Um, and I don't know how they sleep at night. Uh, You know, alcoholism and addiction are probably the most pervasive diseases in America.
0: Oh, my God. Hunter Biden is a victim. He's a big old victim, says Claire McCaskill. Now, every so often, the mask sort of slips with the media and like, yeah, it kind of was a a sweetheart deal. MSNBC's Kendallanian, he's like, yeah, you could theoretically see this as a significant victory for Hunter. Well, yes, it turns out that when you commit a bevy of crimes in the most obvious egregious fashion and there are pictures of you doing those crimes and no one charges you with them, and then the crimes you are charged with, you get hit with, like, Not just a a slap on the wrist, but basically a a box of Mike and Ikes are handed to you as you head your way to drug rehab. Like, yeah, that's kind of a victory.
2: But under this arrangement, uh, Mr. Biden would not get prison time. He'd be sentenced to probation, assuming the judge goes along. And then there's this other uh, gun charge where he filled out a form uh, declining to say or failing to say that he was addicted to drugs at the time. Uh, That that technically is a felony will enter a diversion program that won't be on his record. So in a sense, you could see this as a significant victory for Hunter Biden.
0: Well, yeah, you could. You know who sees it that way? Every Republican. James Comer, who's the head of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, he put out a statement saying, let's be clear, the Department of Justice's charges against President Biden's son Hunter reveal a two tier system of justice. Hunter Biden is getting away with a slap on the wrist when growing evidence uncovered by the House Oversight Committee, reveals the Bidens engaged in a pattern of corruption, influence peddling, and possibly bribery. These charges against Hunter Biden and the sweetheart plea deal have no impact on the Oversight Committee's investigation. Now, again, the Oversight Committee is not a criminal charging body. And herein lies the problem. Kevin McCarthy says the same thing. Speaker of the House says this is a two-tier system, pretty obviously. Can we talk a little bit about the Hunter Biden plea deal and your reaction? My
1: first reaction is it continues to show... Two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal.
0: That is absolutely true. But the good news is the media are there to explain that number one, on the one hand, it's not a sweetheart deal. There no, there's no two two-tiered system. And number two, of course there's a two-tiered system, and it benefits people like Hunter. But the people who are really hurt are the poor people, which means it's OK that it benefits Hunter. So argument number one was made by CNN's Dana Bash yesterday. Here she was saying it's not a two tiered system of justice. No way. No how.
1: This is not happening in a vacuum. This is happening uh, up against what we saw last week uh, with the former president. They could not be more different for reasons that we don't have even t- t- with the 24 hour news network uh, to explain. But they are very, very different. What is the same is that the Republican response, the Republican, those who uh, feel the need to, or the desire to defend Donald Trump uh, are making the same arguments that they are making uh, against Hunter Biden, which is allegations that the DOJ is, that there are two tiers of justice and that that one is for Democrats, the other is Republicans. We can't say this
4: enough. There is no evidence to prove that at all.
0: There's no evidence to prove that at all. This is from the same news network that suggests that American law enforcement is systemically racist across the board, which is why we have to have 20 million people in the streets protesting and we have to whitewash two billion dollars in property damage. That's how terrible our criminal justice system is. But when it comes to Hunter Biden, it is clean as the driven snow. Meanwhile, Jake Tapper over on CNN, he says, well, you know, there is a two tier system of justice, but you should see what happens to poor people. OK, let's assume that that's true. How does that then excuse what they're doing to Hunter? I'm just confused by the argument here.
4: In the immediate, you saw the reaction from across Capitol Hill and the campaign trail. Uh, All these Republicans uh, are on the same page on this, on using this as a rallying cry. In the long term, Jake, I don't think we know the answer. I'll be surprised if a a year and a half from now, in November of 2024, we're talking about these Hunter Biden plea deals uh, as the thing that the 2024 presidential election hinges on.
1: Yeah. If they're concerned about a two tier system of justice, they should learn a little bit more about the kind of justice system that poor people in this country get, because that is really a two-tier system of justice.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm just confused as to why that would then excuse the two-tier system of justice between Democrats and Republicans when you're talking about high-level political operatives and whether they should receive jail sentences. Meanwhile, President Trump, who is currently under indictment, that case is now going to be moved apparently out of Miami, and a trial date has been set by Judge Eileen Cannon. She's moving the case to her Fort Pierce courthouse. So it won't be like in the middle of downtown Miami. And she also noted that the location could continue to change. Apparently, she uh, she has set a trial date as early as August 14th, but that's likely to be pushed back. It's very unlikely the trial actually begins in August. There are going to be a bunch of appeals. Presumably, it will happen sometime later this year. Doubtful that it will last beyond the election. But you know that that is going forward. Meanwhile, Trump is responding to the Hunter Biden announcement, quote, with uh a lot of capital letters. A lot of capital letters happening here. The 100 Joe Biden settlement is a massive. And then the rest of this is all, all caps. Cover up and full scale election interference scam, the likes of which has never been seen in our country before. A traffic ticket. And Joe is all cleaned up and ready to go into the 2024 presidential election. And this as crooked DOJ, state and city prosecutors, Marxists and communists all hit me from all sides and ang- angels with bull. I assume that he meant angles with bull. Make America great again. Um, so- I mean, let's assume that all that's true because I agree with a lot of that. This is a two-tier system of justice and all the rest. Does Trump have a plan to defeat that? Again, this is the big question when it comes to Trump. So when we shift over to the other side of the aisle, clearly there's a lot of rigging that goes on in these elections. The DOJ makes decisions that are damaging to one side and not the other. Trump's arguments about the presence of the deep state have been true. All of that is right. How are you going to go about defeating it? That would be the big question. And shouting into the ether on Truth Social which has like seven followers and literally the only per- person that anyone knows is on Truth Social is Trump. I'm, I'm not sure how that solves any of the problem. Again, he's going to face a criminal trial and at, at a certain point, you would want him to have a strategy. Meanwhile, he's basically, instead of going in real fashion after Democrats, he's spending most of his time going after Ron DeSantis, who he sees as his top competitor. He he did a second part of an interview with Brett Baier the other night. They aired it last night. And um. The interview was not amazing. So Trump was asked why he keeps calling Ron DeSantis, Ron's sanctimonious by Brett Baer. And he's like, because he's disloyal. Well, uh, First of all, sanctimonious and, and disloyal are not the same word. They're not synonyms. They're not remotely synonyms. But in any case, here is Donald Trump explaining.
4: I told all governors, you do what you want. You can shut it down or not. Florida, by the way, he shut it down tight. No highways, no beaches, no this. But then pushed then he back up pretty up. hard. He opened know, but up. But is it fair to criticize him on that? Sure. He was credited for sure. how no, Florida he dealt with COVID. Because he has better PR than other governors. But other governors did a better job than Ron DeSanctimonious. So look. Why do you use that name? Because um, I got him elected. And I thought it was very disloyal when he said, yes, I'd run. I got him past two races. I got him past the primary because he was losing by 30 points or more. it's he was a loyalty question? Yeah, it's a loyalty. I'm a big loyalist. You know, some people say, some people right here in this room have told me, sir, don't worry
0: about loyalty. Loyalty doesn't mean anything in politics. I said, to me, it does. To Donald Trump, loyalty means something. I'm sorry. that, that There are certain things that are just not true. That is just not a true statement. There are many people who are very loyal to Donald Trump. I would love to hear a list of the people that Donald Trump is loyal to, like Loyalty means something conflicts with your interest and you stay loyal to the person anyway. Somebody does something damaging and you stay loyal to them anyway. Like name the people to whom Donald Trump is lo- Loyalty is like a complete one-way street with, with President Trump. Now again, you can vote for him, you can like him, but that is just a lie. Okay, when Donald Trump says that loyalty is very big, what he means is when people are disloyal to him, when they do a thing he doesn't like, he doesn't like it. And then he yells at them and then he goes after them. But at what point, has he has he taken a hit for a member of his staff or his administration? At what point has he taken a hit for for pretty much anyone? Like that's just not a true statement. Ron saying, because he's disloyal because I endur-. so I guess the idea is that if if he endorses anyone, that person for literally the rest of time has to do whatever Donald Trump says on any score for the rest of his life. Like how how does that even operate? I don't even understand how that operates. It's speaking of disloyal. You know what's kind of disloyal? If we're going to talk about disloyal, how about a governor who you endorsed and who you praised for his COVID policy? How about throwing out an ad that is just a lie about that governor? Would that be disloyal? I don't know. Maybe here's an ad that the Trump campaign just put out about Ron DeSantis and his treatment of COVID in Florida. And it's just a lie. It's not true. Governor Ron DeSantis shut down Florida businesses during COVID, drove away tourism, and used a mandate to f- keep Floridians from leaving their homes.
3: Governor Ron DeSantis issues a wide-reaching mandate. The party's over in Florida. He
0: wants you to forget, but Floridians remember. We can't stand
1: another three months being shut down. Please, Governor, open us up. To actually shut us down
3: just made no sense. We did it for for the bars and closed the bars down.
4: Lockdown Ron. He
0: failed Florida. Don't let him fail America. Lockdown, Ron. Uh, the, the level of gaslighting here is just insane. I'm sorry, it's just crazy. What is that this little bit? Maybe, like a little bit? What the, like no one believe I moved my entire family from California to Florida. Hundreds of thousands of people have moved to Florida because it was not a lockdown state. Blue staters were vacationing in Florida because it was not a lockdown state. Like what in the, is that just dis- I feel like dishonesty about a person that you once in like actual dishonesty, not them running against you. Actual dishonesty is is kind of disloyal, seems like a bad quality a little bit. And like this is by by the middle of August, Ron DeSantis was saying we will never have a lockdown in this country again. And Donald Trump was still like giving the presidential medal of freedom to Anthony Fauci. I, I, I don't understand. <sighs> In any case, now, that actually was not the worst clip of the, of the interview with Brett Baer. It was a bad interview for Trump with Brett Baer, just simply put. Uh, Donald Trump was asked about pardoning Alice Johnson. Now, it was a bizarre move by Donald Trump to sign the, the so-called First Step Act, which was a criminal justice reform program that went soft on drug dealers. He did it largely at the behest of Kim Kardashian, which, by the way, don't let Kim Kardashian make either sex tapes or policy. Just a few rules in life. Also, she probably, if you're going to have kids with someone, probably shouldn't. Anyway, don't make your policy based on Kim Kardashian. So one of the things that that Trump did was in an attempt to win over black voters, a misbegotten attempt to win over black voters because this is just bad policy. He decided he was going to pardon an industrial scale drug dealer named Alice Johnson. Alice Johnson ran and was convicted of running a multi-million dollar cocaine dealing organization and underlings for Alice Johnson were like involved in actual violent crime, like murders and and things. Alice Johnson was sentenced to decades in prison and Donald Trump pardoned her. So during this interview with Brett Baier, he starts bragging about how he pardoned Alice Johnson. And Brett Baier quite properly says, well, you know, Mr. President, one of your new proposals is that we should execute drug dealers. So under that proposal, the person who you say should be pardoned, you would have executed. And Trump has no answer for this. Because again, there's there's no policy here. It's an attitude now. I'll say it for the thousandth time. You can like the attitude. You can think that the attitude will sometimes give you some really good things because, again, reactionary politics, when the left is this bad, maybe it's necessary. But can we stop pretending that this is any sort of forethought, 40 chest stuff? It just isn't. And listen, this is the longest, uh, like the longest out loud, uh, you will hear on national TV, maybe certainly of the last couple of years. Here is Brett Baer asking a very basic question to Donald Trump and Donald Trump just freezing like a deer in the headlights.
4: As an example, a woman who you know very well was in jail. She had 24 more years to serve. She served for 22 years. She had 20- Alice Johnson. Alice. She was in the Super Bowl. High quality, oh yeah. I said, how many years? And she was on a telephone call and they were involved in selling marijuana, mostly marijuana. And she got like 50 nope. years in jail. But she'd be killed under your plan. Huh? As a drug dealer. No, 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 <laughs> under my, oh, under that? Uh it would depend on the severity. It Here, would depend on the. This severity. That she's technically a former drug dealer. She, the, she had multi-million dollar cocaine ring.:' a drug say, dealer. look. So even it, Alice Johnson in that ad, she can't do it, okay? By the way, if that was there, no she wouldn't be killed. It would start as of now, so you wouldn't go to the head.
3: Oh, but-
0: <laughs> oh so so yes, we understand that laws work to the future and that they're not a time machine, Mr. President, but that's not the question. By the way, that's such a lie, that Alice Johnson was caught on a phone talking about marijuana, and so they sentenced her to like 40 years in prison. wrong <laughs> it's just, It's just not true. She was the leader of a multi-million dollar cocaine ring. She was connected with Colombian drug dealers. She was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Like, okay. Anyway, in just a moment, we'll get to breaking news on the COVID front. Because it turns out that, you know, pretty much all of the original theories about the lab leak, those turn out that those are those are actually true. First, hiring used to be really difficult. You post your job on multiple sites, hope the right people see it, and then wait for them to apply. The same goes for finding a job. You upload your resume to every job posting site, and you comb through never-ending lists of jobs trying to find the right position for you. ZipRecruiter is the best place to find the right position or if you're an employer, the right person to join your team. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash dailywire. ZipRecruiter's matching technology will help you find the most qualified candidates for a wide variety of roles. If you see a candidate you like, you can easily send them a personal invite to them more likely to apply. Their user-friendly dashboard makes it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates all from one place. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter will get a quality candidate within day one. See for yourself. Super easy. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire. Try ZipRecruiter for free. We've been using it here at Daily Wire for years, like since 2017. Again, try ZipRecruiter.com slash DailyWire for free. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Don't waste your time on all the different job boards. Instead, let them help you make the process super easy and get you the best employees possible. Go check them out right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily to try it out for free and get started. Also, as you know, we've been in an ongoing running battle with some of the biggest social media platforms out there. Last month, Matt Walsh was demonetized on YouTube. Candace Owens and Michael Moles were both suspended for seven days. That's terrible for Candace. Michael just, you know, that's all right. Not to mention, in the past two weeks, YouTube has struck three of Dr. Peterson's videos from the platform. Most of these violations have stemmed from our coverage of the trans debate. Well, this is the way that it works on social media, you're expected to adhere to vague, arbitrary, constantly changing rules. Those rules contradict all the things that we stand for. It's become glaringly evident that we can't rely on third-party sites to support us. Daily Wire Plus is the best platform for you to find content free from big tech's vague guidelines. So, if you believe in our work and in fighting for our ability to debate the big cultural issues, now is the time to join us. What are you waiting for? Sign up today. You'll get 25% off your Daily Wire Plus membership. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and join the fight. Okay, meanwhile, you may have noticed that... um All of the things that you thought were true about the lab leak and COVID are probably true. According to the Wall Street Journal, a prominent scientist who worked on COVID projects funded by the U.S. government is one of three Chinese researchers who became sick with an unspecified illness during the initial outbreak of COVID-19. This would have been well before the wet market stuff. The identity and role of the researchers is one piece of intelligence that has been cited by proponents of the judgment that the pandemic originated with the lab leak. Ben Hu, scientist at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, who had done extensive lab research on how coronaviruses infect humans, was identified in U.S. intelligence reports as one of the researchers who became ill in November 2019 with symptoms that American officials said were consistent with either COVID-19 or a seasonal illness. So there were three workers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who uh, got sick like well before the wet market stuff. The FBI has assessed with moderate confidence that a lab leak was the most likely origin of the virus. So are we going to hold China responsible for any of that? No, No, of course not. Why would we hold China responsible for anything? I mean, it's not like they're doing other bad things, like, for example, establishing a new joint military base with Cuba, because that's great. We definitely want Chinese military operations, you know, 90 miles from the American coastline. That's, that's, probably, that's, that's probably okay. According to the Wall Street Journal, China and Cuba are negotiating to establish a new joint military training facility on the island, sparking alarm in Washington. It could lead to the stationing of Chinese troops and other security and intelligence operations just 100 miles off Florida's coast, according to current and former United States officials. Discussions for the facility on Cuba's northern coast are at an advanced stage. They're not concluded, according to U.S. intelligence reports. The White House, of course, is declining to comment because they are too busy plastering their lips to the um, to the interior sphincters of, uh, of the Chinese Communist Party leadership. So clearly, this country, again, is in the best of hands. Jo- Joe Biden's administration, it is a target-rich environment, but we could just continue to talk about, you know, legal cases and all of the rest. Meanwhile, in other breaking news, an Arkansas judge has now barred a ban on trans medical care. This, of course, will be a ban on, quote unquote, gender affirming care for minors in the state of Arkansas. And um, there are a lot of federal judges appointed by Democrats who are now stepping in and pretending that it is mandated by law that the, that the medical facilities in Arkansas be able to mutilate children. According to The Washington Post, a federal judge has struck down a 2021 Arkansas law banning gender affirming care for transgender youth. That, of course, is euphemistic. It means cutting off genitalia and giving people sterilizing hormones. U.S. District Judge James Moody of the Eastern District of Arkansas ruled the law unconstitutional on Tuesday, saying that it violated the rights of doctors and discriminated against transgender people. So that's just great. Obviously, um, the Constitution of the United States, when written, the the 14th Amendment to the Constitution mandates that states allow doctors to absolutely mutilate kids. That is what the Constitution of the United States means. When you wonder why it is that originalism has gained so much credence in law schools, this would be the reason. Because people are sick of watching judges proclaim that the Constitution and its amendments somehow excuse or mandate that doctors be allowed to mutilate kids. It's pretty amazing stuff. It is worth noting here that the United States is a massive outlier when it comes to these sorts of issues. According to the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. is becoming an outlier among many Western nations in the way its national medical institutions treat children suffering from distress over gender identity. For years, the American healthcare industry has staunchly defended medical interventions for transgender minors, including puberty blockers. The European medical community, by contrast, is expressing doubts about that approach. Having allowed these treatment for years, five countries, UK, Sweden, Finland, Norway, and France, now urge caution in their use for minors, stressing a lack of evidence that the benefits outweigh the risks. I mean, first of all, it's not just a lack of confidence. There, there are no benefits to outweigh the risks. The risks, is, it's not a risk. The risk is the surgery. You're mutilating people. The risk is inherent in the thing. It's like oh man, there's a big risk. I'm seeing that there might be some medical risks associated with chopping off your arm. Yes, I, I like it's a healthy arm. Yes, yes, the, the risk is the actual surgery. Uh, amazing stuff. But the United States continues to push that forward as well, and um and again, uh, so much of this is being driven by social contagion that is generated by social media, and the the number of TikTok videos that have now emerged of of bad parents who are leading their kids down the primrose path to mental suffering and and hellish. Hellish mental problems. Uh, it, it's truly extraordinary. Here's one video of a mother celebrating a trans kid.
1: I feel like I'm an open-minded person. But when it's like your son, you know, asking you to do this, you know. And I think I, I wasn't thinking about her feelings at the, at the time. Her. I was just thinking about how are people going to react to You it. were
3: afraid, a little bit afraid for her.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, and I still am.
3: We didn't want to be her first bully. We wanted to support her. You like fashion? Yes. What do you like about it? Just the way
0: you can express yourself with it and how creative you can be with it.
3: And so Ava became Ava in the second grade. Yes. She had to walk into her classroom and identify that, you know, she had a new name and pronouns, and she was so excited. It was like Christmas.
0: Look at Dad. Dad is like, I just. I, I I can't. I well but but he will. He'll go along with it. But that's the best medical care available is to uh, is to lie to kids. By the way, college makes you stupid. This is the outcome of a new poll. There's a poll here that shows sixty percent of Americans, only sixty percent sixty in ten six six in ten Americans say that being a man or woman is something that is permanent and can't be changed. Six in ten. Which means four in ten believe that being a man or woman is not something permanent and that it can in fact be changed. Okay, this is this is amazing. Okay, and here's the breakdown. 90% of Republicans are like, no, you're a dude, you're a dude. Only 64% of independents believe that. Only 36% of Democrats believe that being a man or a woman is unchanging. 64% of Democrats, according to a University of Massachusetts poll, 64% of Democrats believe that a man can become a woman or a woman can become a man. 65% of people in the United States who have not gone to college believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. 62% of postgraduates believe that a man can become a woman and a woman can become a man. Which means that we are now educating people to become incredibly stupid. That is where we are in American life. So we're going to do some things I like, but we're going to start actually today with some things that I hate. The story that is just riveting the entire world right now is this insane story about a missing Titanic tourist sub. It is... Absolutely shocking. And uh, and again, the drama is playing out in real time. As of this morning, there were less than 24 hours of oxygen on board the missing Ocean Gate Titan submarine, according to an estimate from the U.S. Coast Guard. So essentially, there was a very small vessel. It launched a journey on Sunday with 96 hours of oxygen on board to go down to the bottom of the ocean where the Titanic sank and go look at the ruins of the Titanic. And then the thing basically just went missing. It went missing and it never emerged. The passengers have been identified as the Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush, a French mariner named Paul-Henri Nargile, British businessman and explorer Hamish Harding, Pakistani businessman Shazada Dawood and his son Suleiman Dawood. Apparently, it's a five-person submersible. It weighs 20,000 pounds and it is capable of diving 13,120 feet. Apparently, Canadian aircraft have been deployed to try and find this thing. They're searching an area the size of Connecticut. They picked up underwater noises in the search area and they have now deployed resources to try to rescue this submarine. Three C-17 aircraft, according to the Daily Wire from the U.S. Air Force, reportedly landed at a cargo terminal in St. John's, Newfoundland, carrying unmanned vehicles capable of going 19,000 feet underwater, as well as two heavy duty Hyundai winches emblazoned 6,000 kilogram line pole, a huge roll of cable, two large machines that had high voltage on their sides. The equipment was then taken to a port where a ship dubbed the Horizon Arctic was scheduled to leave at midnight, although the journey to the area where Titan is submerged would take fully 15 hours. The Titan may be as deep as 12,000 feet below the surface and weighs apparently 10,432 kilograms, so both winches would be necessary to pull it out. Apparently, late on Tuesday night, banging sounds were reported coming in 30-minute intervals near where the Titan went missing with its passengers. The fact that people got on this rickety craft in the first place is rather astonishing. There's a video a few years ago of the OceanGate CEO trying to explain this submersible. Suffice it to say that it basically looks like somebody took a water heater and a Nintendo joystick and some Christmas lights and riveted all that crap together and was like, what if we just dump you 13,000 feet under the water? It really is quite frightening stuff. Here's some background on the dumb submersible.
3: Hi, my name is Stockton Rush. I'm the CEO and founder of OceanGate. Let's take a look at Titan. So, we're coming into the sub. This is the only toilet available on a deep diving submersible. Best seat in the house. You can look out the viewport. We put a privacy screen in, turn up the music, and uh, it's uh, very popular. It's a popular we toilet, guys. We have our uh, control screen here, our sonar screen here, and we can put any image we want in the back. We've taken a completely new approach to the sub design, and it's all run this with thing. this game controller and these touch screens. He, he's, so he's using like want a to Nintendo go forward, controller. You press forward, If you want to go back, you go back turn left turn he right, built this thing down go up in his and backyard it's so I can hand it to anybody and it's meant for a 16 year old to throw it around and it's super durable we keep a couple of spares on board just in case
0: oh a couple of spares let's well, comforting out to the
3: Titanic uh, we went out in uh, five 8 uh, eight-day missions we did uh, about 10 dives to the wreck site of the Titanic and we did an extra dive on an undiscovered reef look at this compound. thing.
0: I mean look at this privately thing. Funded, He made it with um, like
3: duct tape operation and we're funded by we call mission specialists who help support the mission. So they take quite a bit of money to come I and said, join us.
0: He like took a garden hose and hooked it up to like a bathtub. Okay, so um so yeah. People paid apparently $250,000 a pop to go out in this thing. Um that is um some bad judgment because a lot of the former guests in the submersible they're like, "Yeah, it turns out that when you hook up a bunch of garden hoses to a uh, a water heater and then Grab a Nintendo 64 joystick and use it to control a this this jerry-rigged thing. And the great feature of it is that it has a poop hole, where we have a screen and some music. It turns out that that sucks, and you don't really want to be in it, and you might die. Here are some of the guests talking about it.
2: When we went down, it was just
1: there were communication problems on every trip I've taken of the four separate dives. I'd taken with Ocean Gate every time, oh God, there was a problem with at least you know sporadically communicating with the surface
2: before we went, we had never seen the sub. we didn't know anything about it. There's very little information on the website. I didn't know at that point that the that you drive the thing with an Xbox game controller. I didn't know that the ballast was you know used construction pipes, uh, and then you get the tour. Uh-huh. And Stockton Rush, the designer of the sub, the CEO, explains to you
3: that all of this stuff, the lights and the handles and the propellers, these are off-the-shelf parts. He like went to Home Depot
0: and he made a thing. Now, the question is why people were like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. Now, one of the reasons is because there's a weird thing that happens in markets where when you price things high enough, people think that they must be good. Which is an actual thing. It's why brands, like brand names, big brand names, Gucci, they'll price things really, really high. Versace, they'll price things really high just so that you think that it's like worth a lot of money because we just have a built in bias that because competition has made free markets so efficient, if something is worth a lot of money, it must be worth a lot of money. And so he was charging like a quarter million dollars per person to go down there. So people probably go, well, the guy is charging a quarter million dollars. It must be pretty sick. Wrong, wrong. It turns out not. It also turns out that the strictures of DEI have apparently bled down to even the dumbest levels. So DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, apparently it even has applied down to like the level of what if we build a a toothpaste tube and combine it with a bunch of, um, of hoses from your shower? And they're like, yeah, well, white people won't do it. So that'll make it awesome.
3: Uh, Yes. I mean, when I started business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub operators out there, but they they typically um, have uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners and they, you'll see a whole bunch of 50 year old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16 year old to, to go pursue marine technology. But a 25-year-old uh, you know, who's a subpilot or a, a platform operator or one of our techs can be inspirational. And So we've really tried to, to get um, very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals involved because we're doing things that are completely new.
0: Mm, no more 50-year-old white guys. I mean, sure, a bunch of 50-year-old white guys are the people who can afford to pay me a quarter million dollars to go down in my crappy submersible. But, um, but yeah, we, what we need is more diversity. Oh, diversity is our strength. Strikes again. Um, okay, so all of this is, it's hard to comment about it because we actually, at the time that we are talking about this, don't know the outcome of all of this. So it could be just horrifically tragic. It's hard to think of a worse way to die than 13,000 feet below sea level, underwater, and suffocating to death in a submersible. that 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 sounds like a horrible way to go. Or it could be one of the great rescue stories ever that somehow this thing was located and dragged back to the surface. It is not openable from the inside. Apparently, even if they grab the thing, it still takes time to tow it to the surface. And so they're going to then have to open it from the outside. It's actually bolted closed from the outside. Um, it's all, you know, quite terrifying. One, one thing that is worth noting here is the amount of effort, time and money that's going to be put into saving the submersible is, is not even remotely. It's not even remotely the kind of effort that anyone is putting into, I don't know, saving people who are trying to float themselves off the coast of communist hellhole like Cuba to the coast of Florida. Um, if we're going to devote this kinds of resources to saving a bunch of billionaires who are below the waves because they put themselves there at harm's in harm's way in order to view a ship that we know sank 100 years ago and which there is already excellent footage of because James Cameron has taken that footage, actually. Um, if we're going to do that, I feel like we should spend at least an equivalent amount of money to save people who are attempting to escape some of the worst situations on planet Earth and make their way to freedom. Uh, maybe that's just me. I know there's some people out there who are, you know, admiring of the of the people who have decided to make this journey down to see the Titanic. Uh, to me, this is this is not quite on the order of advancing science. And there there are certain acts of exploration that advance science. You know, going up into space, paving the way for making space more more visitable or habitable, or making scientific gains. That that is one thing. Taking a submersible down to see a ship that sank a hundred years ago. Um, and uh, and doing so then in in a way that in no way advances science. Again, I'm not. People can use their money how they want, and if this is how people want to use their money, they're they're more than welcome to do it. Uh, I just the, the the kind of I've seen some people, including my friend Matt Walsh, be like, "This is the spirit of exploration, uh, seeing cool things at close at close proximity." I, I like it also, but this is no more the spirit of exploration than somebody who pays for a very expensive safari in Africa, right? It's tourism. It's tourism. It's not it's not breaking any new boundaries here. Uh, so. Yeah, that that does not again speak to the the tragedy of what could occur here, and obviously the HBO documentary and all this is going to be riveting um, but frightening and, and creepy stuff and also folks, check out the machinery that you are uh, that you're using before you get into it would be my recommendation. okay, meanwhile, one other thing that I hate so there is um this horrific another horrific terrorist attack in Israel, uh, the Palestinian Authority Hamas. Uh, The Islamic Jihad, many of these entities funded by Iran, they have been ratcheting up the amount of violence in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, in Judea and Samaria. Particularly in Judea and Samaria, violence has gotten really, really extreme because essentially terrorist populations have now been activated by Iran in an attempt to bring down the current government of the state of Israel and exert pressure in order to continue to create fissures inside the state of Israel. Four Israelis were, were murdered. Another four were wounded in a shooting attack by two terrorists at a gas station outside of the Judean settlement of Ailey on Tuesday afternoon. I've been in that area. It's an amazing area. It's actually very, very close to Shiloh, which is the site of the tabernacle for 400 years in the Bible. One of the victims was 18, another was 21, another was 63, and a fourth was 17. The two terrorists just walked into a restaurant and started shooting people. And naturally, the media did what they do, which is they covered this as a cycle of violence issue because Israel has been conducting anti-terror operations, you know, killing actual terrorists who are involved with killing civilians in Janine, which is, a, which is a terrorist hotbed, unfortunately. It's a major Palestinian city, Palestinian Arab city. And uh, there are a lot of terrorists who live there and plan there, and, and it's their base of operations. A tweet from U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Tom Nides, drew an equivalence between the two, like a person walking into a restaurant murdering people, a terrorist, and uh, the Israeli military killing terrorists. Apparently, those are the same thing. Nides tweeted, quote, deeply concerned about the civilian deaths and injuries that have occurred in the West Bank these past 48 hours, including that of minors. That's absurd. That is not the same thing at all. That is the equivalent of after 9-11 and the United States strikes back at the Taliban, suggesting that after a bunch of Taliban people are killed, the a cycle of violence because after all, Americans were killed and Taliban people were killed, cycle of violence kind of stuff. It's really gross. That brings me to the thing that I like. Uh, the, the thing that I like today is a, is a book that is largely on topics like this called People Love Dead Jews by Dara Horn. Uh, Dara Horn is a really, she's an excellent writer. The basic premise of the book is that when it comes to discussions of anti-Semitism, people love talking about the Holocaust because it is a one off, because if it's something isn't the Holocaust, well, then it isn't the Holocaust. And so when Jews get murdered by people who hate Jews in Judea for the great crime of living in Judea or Shomron or, or, in, or in Samaria, in the historic Jewish, most Jewish part of the Jewish homeland, that if they if, if those Jews are just getting murdered by people who are effectively modern day Nazis, That's not a big deal because it's not the Holocaust. So in other words, we get to talk about Jewish victimization of the past. But the minute you talk about Jewish victimization in the present, everybody starts to get a little bit upset and annoyed because, after all, Jews do really well economically speaking. Jews in the United States, people like me, are very successful, thank God, and thanks to the graces of the United States. And all that is 100% true. It also happens to be true that anti-Semitism never went away. It continues to this day. Its most virulent form is taking place in Israel by the Palestinian Authority, Islamic Jihad, and Hamas. It is obvious. And the attempt to draw moral equivalence is yet another modern-day way of avoiding the realities of anti-Semitism, which are an everyday occurrence across the world. Instead, we sort of pretend that they don't exist, and then we focus in on, quote-unquote, universalizing the message of the Holocaust. So the point that Dara Horne makes, for example, that everybody loves the diary of Anne Frank because it talks about how she believes people are fundamentally good, and that makes people feel very good about themselves. But the whole story of Anne Frank's diary is that people are fundamentally not good, that actually she learned just like most people learn at some point, that people are not fundamentally good, that most people are cowards, that most people are are capable of participating in acts of evil, and that makes people uncomfortable. So when people discuss anti-Semitism, they like talking about anti-Semitism of the past because it means that they don't have to talk about the things that are happening in the here and in the now. And none of that is to, again, disparage the fact that Jews have it better on planet Earth right now than they have at any time since probably the Davidic Kingdom. It is to point out that anti-Semitism is a real and ongoing problem and not only is it a real and ongoing problem, people are being murdered for the crime of living as Jews in the historic Jewish homeland right now. And everybody doesn't want to look directly at that because if they do, they might actually have to face up to the fact that anti-Semitism is a real and continuing problem that should not be backed with moral equivalent nonsense from the American administration. All righty guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be joined on the line by former speaker of the House, New Gingrich. If you're not a member, become a member, use code Shapiro checkout for two months free and all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. <laughs>